Welcome to Economically Speaking, the information podcast designed to bring you the latest economic development news in the town and the surrounding area, hosted by Babylon IDA CEO Tom Dolan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Economically Speaking. Here on today's episode, we have a special guest, Erica Chase Gregory, who will be telling our viewers a little bit about the Farmingdale College Small Business Development Center, SBDC for short, and the resources they make available to the businesses in our community. Erica Chase Gregory joined the Farmingdale Small Business Development Center in 2011. Erica owned and operated her own consulting business prior to joining the SBDC. Her previous experience working with federal, state, and local government agencies has become a valuable asset to her clients who wish to pursue government contracts. She specializes in assisting clients with the federal, state, and or local certification processes. She was appointed the Regional Director of the Farmingdale SBDC in 2015. During her time with the SBDC, the Senate has assisted over 10,000 small businesses, helping them access $231 million to start or expand their business. Erica conducts business workshops for various community organizations, as well as being involved with many Long Island business networking groups. Under her leadership, the Farmingdale Center has won numerous awards for excellence, and the center is a top performing center in New York State. Well, good afternoon, Erica. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, thanks for being here. Again, for those of you, you hear the name, and uh, Erica. During COVID last year, you did a great job helping us with our Babylon Business Boot Camp, which we wanted to be a resource for some of the businesses. But uh, we thank you again for uh, kind of running us through that and lining up the guests. And uh, we helped a lot of businesses in the process. So that was great. So thanks again. You're so welcome. It was a pleasure. And uh, I have to say, Babylon has done an amazing job with the business community. Um, I've heard from businesses in the community and they are appreciative of everything the town has done. Uh, that's great to hear. And, you know, as you know, this podcast is, um, you know, designed to try to educate and communicate with the business community as well as the residents in the community as far as what the IDA does and what our role is here. But maybe you could share with our listening audience just a little bit about your background and the role that you play at the uh, Small Business Development Center. Sure. So before joining the SBDC in 2011, I worked for a few not-for-profit organizations. Uh, Primarily, I focused on their business processes for the not-for-profit agency and working toward meeting the goals, uh, the government contracts that we were awarded. I joined the SBDC right before Superstorm Sandy hit. Uh, So for the next few years, I worked as a business advisor with small businesses accessing um, the government loans and grants that were available to help them recover at that time. I became the director of the SBDC um, in 2015. Currently, I have 10 full-time business advisors and three support staff working for me. And I make um, sure that we are meeting our counseling and training goals and making sure we are well connected to our community partners so the community um, knows that we are here to support them. And you do play a tremendous role, and especially this past year, um, I would say with all the need for people to access a lot of those different funds that were available, you did a great job in directing people, I know. And it was very confusing for a lot of businesses. I'm sure you, you've seen that. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, in any kind of disaster, there's a lot of question, there's a lot of concern, there's a lot of panic. Um, sure. So we you know, really help the small business community navigate through all those programs and make sure that they're getting all of the resources that they are eligible to receive. And, and again, what, what does the SBDC do to help support the community and what role do you feel it plays in the community? Sure. So um, the Farmingdale SBDC is located at the campus of Farmingdale State College. We provide free one-on-one -on -one business advising. Uh, this free technical assistance is available to anyone who wants to start a business or who already owns a business. Through direct free one-on-one -on -one counseling, the SBDC provides uh, a range of management and technical assistance services and information, including a startup and reimagining your business. We help develop business plans with the business owner. We help understanding the organizational structures and what does it mean to have a sole proprietorship versus an LLC or a corporation. We help with financial planning for the business. We'll help the business owner look at their cost analysis and their costs associated with the business. We help with loan information, marketing assistance, government procurement and MWBE and veteran certification assistance, and of course, disaster assistance. So that, that's also good to know for anyone listening that if you're, you know, maybe you're in the beginning stages. So what you're saying to me, you may just have an idea and you're, you're contemplating this and, and this is a service that they can reach out to and get advice to. So you don't have to be just an established business. No, um, about 60% of our clients that come to us are starting a business. They have an idea and they don't know where to start, how to start, yeah. what even some of the questions that they, they don't even know what questions to ask. Right. So it's a great place to come um, to sit down with a business advisor and go through what it will entail to start that business. And a lot of people make missteps when they start a business. They may need a permit or a license. Sure. They may need something on the local level, but not on the county or the state level. Right. So we can help them navigate through all of that so there aren't any missteps along the way. That's so huge. How do you, uh, obviously, you, you mentioned a lot of different services that you provide. Is that all under one roof, or is these relationships you have? How does that work as far as being able to bring other people into the mix, like maybe an accountant or different people that they may need? So our program works like this. So someone gives us a call. They say they're starting a bakery, or they're thinking about starting a bakery. We will set them up as a client and then connect them with the business advisor that um, has a specialty in the industry that they're looking to start so they can get the information that's pertinent to them. And then we don't recommend, um, but we do refer out if they don't have accountants or attorneys, and we'll let them know that those people are very important as their business partners as they start to um, develop that business and mm -hmm. to open up that business. And we give them clues on what kinds of things to ask those professionals that are going to be vital to their success. So that's how we work in terms of connecting them to the business advisor that's right for them. And then it's really individually based. So wherever they're at within their uh, business start or expansion is where we start from. How are these made? How, who, you know, what, where do you get your funding <laughs> and things like that as far as, you know, how, how does the program operate? Sure. So we are a uh, resource partner of the SBA the Small Business Administration at the federal level. So we do receive federal funding as well as New York State funding mm -hmm. through higher education. And that's why SBDCs are typically on universities, the SUNY system, Q 
CUNY systems, and we do have a few private uh, universities that host us. So we receive our funding from there, where we can then give our services for free to the community. Awesome. Tell us, what, what kind of impact have you seen that the Senate has made on the community? The SBDC, um, since our start in 1985, our team has worked with more than 34,000 businesses wow. here on Long Island, wow. helping them to invest over $519 million in the area's economy. Um, we've helped these business owners create or save over 20,000 jobs. And since long, uh, COVID hit Long Island, <clears throat> it's important to note that um, my center at Farmingdale has worked with over 2,500 small business owners. Um, helping them to access $57.5 million in loans and or grants to help them manage through this pandemic. Sure. This is all great stuff. If you're a business owner, this is a great place for you to be. You know, I was saying that a lot of times after a disaster or things happen, sometimes there's a little bit of an uptick in entrepreneurship. And you shared with me that, you know, you guys started seeing an uptick all the way back in May. Can you kind of just share about a little bit about that? Sure. So on March 2020, we closed down our office like everybody else. We were sent home from the campus mm -hmm. on March 13th. And right away, we went remote working with the business community from our homes. Probably March and April, all of the calls that were coming in were, I heard about Idle, I heard this PPP money. and. Right. What other programs are coming out? I'm, I'm not allowed to open. How am I supposed to stay in business? All of those kinds of questions sure. we were dealing with for two months. I thought we were going to be dealing with them for six, eight months. Yeah. But really in May of 2020, I started seeing new clients coming in looking to start businesses. First, I was surprised and thought to myself, we are in a pandemic. Nothing's open. How are you going to get a client? Yeah. yeah. But soon after that, I said... Um, and I realized I've been wrong before, so I said, well, we have to meet their needs. So we started with our basic core services on what that business entails, um, how to start that business. And really from there also, at the beginning of COVID, we were not doing any of our trainings, our workshops. Right. And soon after I realized there was still an interest in starting new businesses, we implemented our virtual workshops online. So right. we started promoting them and sending them out into the community about, we do a business basics, how to write a business plan, sure. and that's on a group setting. And then hopefully the, the participants will then connect with us in the office right. for their specific business. Gotcha. I know you did a lot of that for us, and uh, we did a lot of virtual stuff uh, with the boot camp, and uh, it was great. We did the business plans, and especially, you know, again, people get so caught up, and, and you experience this all the time in running their business, that sometimes the things that need to get done don't get done, but when something like this happens, I think it gets everybody. Sometimes we're stronger when we come out of it a little bit. I believe that, too. If you were to describe for us the SBDC prior to COVID and post-COVID, I mean, obviously, maybe, are you going to stick with, like, some of the virtual stuff that you're doing now? Yeah, we are. Um, you know, the biggest difference for certain, um, prior to COVID, all of our services were done face-to-face -face in our office, as well as our workshops, trainings, like I said. Again, March 13th, we all went home, and we started answering calls, emails, and uh, connecting people even to our online counseling request form, which we never gave out. We always right. just, you know, people called us. But because so many people were online, they're able to connect online request 
and that's done on our network up in Albany. And then once the zip code is in there, it will go to the direct um, SBDC that will service them. Again, the workshops are online and we started doing them by Google Meet or Zoom. Post-pandemic, I see having a hybrid. Um, I saw a lot of what we implemented during the pandemic really be efficient, effective, and well-received by the business community. Years ago, um, for many years, the SBDC network, we would say, are we meeting the business community in the way they want to be met? And we'd always go back. No, it has to be face-to-face. It's that personal touch. We, we need to continue to do it the old way. Right. And uh, typically, my office sees, works with about 1,200 small businesses per year with my staff. COVID proved that we did more than double that. Now, certainly um, the questions, a, a brand new startup needs more time and probably 1,500 of that 2,500 were simply COVID related. How do I apply for idle for the economic injury disaster? Again, what it taught us was that it's efficient. You know, a small business sure. owner doesn't have to travel to Farmingdale State College or Stony Brook University for their SBDC. They can do it from their office, get their questions answered, and off they go. Yeah. So I really do think that we will keep the virtual, um, and for any individual who wants to come see us, we will eventually be seeing people face-to-face. Right. Um, no, that's interesting. And it is, again, some of the things that have come out of this. Do you find, you know, you're mentioning about, and I'm an old guy, uh, but <laughs> technology. Did you see anything like with any issues with that, I guess, as far as people having issues with technology as far as starting their business? Well, I do think, that, I mean, we, we offered Zoom meetings face-to-face with our clients right away. Well, Google Meet for us, that was the platform of choice for our university. Right. But most of the business owners were very happy with just being on the phone. We offered it to them, but they would just say, oh, we'll just give you a call. Or they would even email all of their questions. We said, you know, if you don't want to ask these questions until later on when you get home or whenever you have time just email us all your questions yeah. and our business advisor would email them back the questions so it was really about meeting the client how they wanted to be served so what are some of the challenges you feel that you're facing now um, you know or that you faced during covid and how did the center adopt i guess some of the things you are you know you're sharing with me and what innovations came out of it i guess in some ways you kind of shared that with me but is there anything else you would add to that or uh, the only thing i would add is that again um, i was surprised how quickly we were able to adapt and my team was amazing mm. um, you know everybody would, prior to working remotely there were so many conversations in the business world oh i don't want my my staff to be working remotely are they going to be as um, effective or that was clearly not the case that it was always going to be um, they were working so hard yeah. Um, so we adapted very quickly. I was fortunate. I had purchased 15 laptops about eight months prior to COVID. Oh, wow. So I did not get into that crunch where because of technology was difficult to come by. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have to lean on my campus for, the, for that technology because they would have supported us, certainly. But they were concerned with the students as they needed to get them up and running so they could access their classes online. Right. So I was fortunate. I purchased 15 laptops. My staff took them, and we were up and running. So that was great. Um, I remember day two, I purchased the Zoom app, right. 
and then a couple of days later, the college said, you're going to be using Google. But that worked out well, too, because we did have some people that didn't know Google at all, that, that product, so we right. would do Zoom for them. So right. um, from there, we worked from our kitchen tables, our dining room tables, our spare bedrooms. Um, it took a few months, like I said before, to implement the training workshops, yeah. but then that was up and running. You were on so many <laughs> webinars and so many different things that you did. You did such a great job, and you really didn't miss a beat, and there was so much to explain. Again, like we talked about with all the different, you know, the alphabet soup of uh, funding, right? The PPP and people <laughs> idle. Uh, what does it mean? How do I get it? Do I not have to pay it back? And so, but you were on so many things. And again, even things with us that we were able to help a lot of the businesses and you did such a great job. What work would you say now is being done with small businesses? What do you find, you know, through this time? What are they going through right now? So currently we're, um, you know, of course, we're still having entrepreneurs come in. They want to start a business. So that's our core services. Yeah. Still, there are questions about what uh, what other funding is available available to me to recover from COVID. So we're still talking about the IDA loan, which is the Federal Economic Injury Disaster Loan. That's still available until the end of the year. Um, people can still access that, and that's a loan. You know, working capital is really important for sure. businesses to look at for the next year as they come really through this hopefully in a strong in a strong way. Lots of questions on the PPP forgiveness. PPP one and two are closed. There's no longer any funds in that program, but the forgiveness application is open. Um, so they we connect them with their bank again, answer any questions that they may have on the application. The uh, SVOG, which is the Shuttered Venue Operating Grant, uh, that is still open and available to the small portion of people that would be eligible right. to receive that. That's like a live uh, venue, arts and cultural venue type mm -hmm. of places. Sure. Um, the New York Loan, uh, New York Forward Loan Program was very underutilized, but another way to access capital. And mm. that's a it's a shorter period of time that they can borrow money. It's a five-year term, but it is low interest and a great um, way to access capital. Right. Then New York State has some programs out. Um, again, we talk about them a lot with people. Um, one is really cool. It's a New York State digital initiative. So New York State made partnerships with digital platforms like Etsy and Shopify, ClearBank, uh, PayPal. So if you weren't, or if you hadn't changed since then, we tell somebody, are you, you know, you have an eatery, are you having your customers order online? And if they say no, we tell them about the platform that's right for them, and then they can connect. New York State made these connections with the platforms where it's a reduced uh, discounted fee for a period of time. So that's a really great program, and that's, again, the New York State Digital Initiative. And then there's another great program. I think it's going to be exploding soon because it's a landlord-tenant issues. Yeah. So a lot of the tenants haven't been able to pay their commercial rent. Sure. Landlords are getting hot, as you would think they mm -hmm. would. Um, but this program, New York State, has a pro bono group of attorneys that will work pro bono with the landlord and the tenant, right. uh, and they will renegotiate and be the mediator between the lease, so they can renegotiate the lease, which is great because a landlord does not want to lose their tenant right now, and the tenant does not want to have to move and restart. So that's a really great program. 
And then New York State, as everybody's heard, $800 million worth of uh, grants that are available to small businesses. Um, that's really what we're helping the community with right now, mm -hmm. understanding who would be eligible um, and how to access that money. Now, a lot of this, I know there were certain rules in some of the earlier funding that came out that you had to have your business prior to COVID. Is there anything with, with some of the businesses you're talking about that are just starting up now? Is any of these funds available for those types of businesses? Unfortunately, if you're starting now, um, it's just like the, the CARES Act money or the other right. COVID relief that came out of the federal government that's going to states and municipalities. It's all tied to COVID-related effects, right? Gotcha, so yeah. if, um, if you saw a decrease in your revenue, then you would be able to access it. So brand new businesses looking to start, it's the same old rule before. So to look for access to capital, certainly if you have experience in the industry, that's a great plus. You need to have some skin in the game. Typically, funders, yeah. lenders will want 20, 10, 20, 30 percent of their own funds and an okay to good uh, credit score to borrow money. But certainly the SBDC advisor can sit down with that business owner and go through all of the lending options, right. see where they're at. If they can't borrow money today, see how they can get on the right foot to then down the road um, access some funding to continue with their business plan. One of the things you mentioned was before when you were going through all the different things that uh, you do for the businesses, like a financial plan. And I know that you know part of financial planning is a succession planning and emergency planning. and. And I know you're a big advocate of it with some of the programs and things you run, but have you seen businesses shift or because of what had happened to them, more aware of what they need to be doing? I think so. And I think this pandemic, um, I see it more during COVID or after COVID as we're getting out of it than I did after Superstorm Sandy. Um, Superstorm Sandy, you know, it didn't, one, it didn't affect everybody, but for the businesses that were hit hard, I don't think they had it in them to do a disaster plan after that or to rethink how they were going to do things differently. They may have built things differently. A lot of the marinas redid their um, bulkheads and things like that to help in future storms. This pandemic, for the businesses that, you know, it hit, everybody was hit. The ones that came out of the gate swinging and thinking, how can we do it differently? You saw a big difference in their survival, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and they, they were thinking about shifting how they were selling, how they were reaching customers, how they were serving their customers. You know, for instance, I had a deli who called me, you know, months into it, months and months into it. And I'm struggling, I'm struggling. And I said, are your customers able to order online? No. You know, it's still pick up, you know, come in, order, pick up. And right. I said, this person hasn't thought about it. Yeah. Ha, ha, you know, there's a whole bunch of customers out there that are just too nervous to buy in that way. Right. You have to meet the customer. So we saw a lot of shifting of how they were meeting their customers, how they were making their customers feel great and, and you know, safe through right. this. Right. Right. Yeah, that was one of the programs we did again through the boot camp. Um, so, is there any statistics or information you want to share, uh, education, you know, educating our viewers on? Is there anything? Yeah. Um, so, according to data, 
according to data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, about 20% of U.S. businesses fail within the first year. Um, they say within the first five years, another 50% will fail. And overall, over 10 years, more will fail. So the SBA used to say 85% of the businesses will fail within five years. I never like to tell people that when they took my business basics class because that's a little yeah, defeatist, yeah. right? <laughs> so I always love the quote by Benjamin Franklin, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. And the SVDC is there as your partner to really plan, um, to think through what you are going to do, what you want to do, who do you want to serve. We have a an amazing um, resource just for the SBDC network. We have six librarians up in Albany that work just for us. So if you come to me and say, what's the demographics of Babylon? How many bakeries are in Babylon? What's the industry standards for bakeries? Hmm. What does it look like? We can get you a lot of the research on industries, which is so valuable to someone going into it. I'm not one to say every business has to have a business plan. Um, because a lot of entrepreneurs have it in their head mm. and they can work from there and that's fine. But at least you have to be thinking about all of those aspects. I do think if you write it down, you're more successful in following it and those goals become reality. But I think, again, the SBDC can help you plan for your success. And so those numbers of failure rates really come down when you connect with a resource partner like the SB. DC um, and use us for whatever you want. No question is too small or too big. You can come to us once. You can come to us for years, for however long you want to come to us and use our services. Right. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of the old story, right? You, If you were building a house, you wouldn't go buy the material. Well, like I said, maybe somebody could do that and figure it out, but I would want a blueprint <laughs> before I start building my house. And it sounds like you helped the businesses put a blueprint together. Yeah, absolutely. And again, going back to, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And we can answer those questions. We can find out what regulations you have to follow um, and then give them all of that information so the foundation is strong. If you have a strong foundation, just like what you were saying with a house, you're not going to have cracks in your walls. So we want to move through all of those things. You know, great clients will listen to us with it all, um, yeah. but we're not here to judge them if they don't. And right, we just can right. give the information and be truly that partner. One important thing for the um, listeners to know is our services, again, free, you've heard that before, but everything is personal and confidential. We are um, guided by that, and that's really important for someone, um, especially if someone has been running a business and they know that they haven't been following rules or regulations and they're worried. We're not here to judge. We're not here to, um, we're not mandated, re mandated reporters. Right. So we're right. here just to get you onto the right foot so you can be as successful and profitable as can be. I can think of a lot of people that can use your services, that's for sure. And it is so important. So can you tell our listeners if they wanted to reach out and what's your contact information and what do they need to do to, to get in front of one of your advisors? Yeah, um, so easy. All you do is email. You can email sbdc at farmingdale.edu. Or if you're closer to Stony Brook um, and you want to be seen by the Stony Brook SBDC, it's sbdc at 
stonybrook.edu. Um, from that email, you'll be connected to an admin. She will send you a counseling request form. And as soon as we get that back, you'll be connected to a business advisor. So the whole process, once we have your information, within hours you'll hear from a business advisor and they'll set up a time that's right for you for your business. That's awesome. That's great. Um, is there anything you'd like to add before we kind of close out? Um, just that I really appreciate this opportunity. We have been told over the years the best kept secret, which I take offense to because I try so hard to get the yeah. name and yeah. our information out. So, But I really appreciate your having me here today and sharing with the listeners about what we do and how they can connect with us. Well, that's great. And, and I'd like to put the invitation out there for the future if you'd like to come back because I do think... Uh, what you provide to the community and to the, especially to the business community is so vital and so important. And I think we, you know, I witnessed this firsthand as the role that you played here in the community. So I think it is important that people know who you are and what you're doing. And uh, we'll certainly try to help get that word out there. That's for sure. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Well, we want to thank you for tuning in today. Uh, again, my name is Tom Dolan. I've been here with Erica Chase, Gregory. Uh, from the Farmingdale Small Business Development Center. That's the Farmingdale College Small Business Development Center. You've been listening to another episode of Economically Speaking. Have a good day. This episode of Economically Speaking podcast was brought to you by the Town of Babylon IDA. To find out more information about today's topic, our guest, or to simply stay connected, please visit the show notes where you'll find all the relevant links.